0: The lawns that stretched around Toad Hall had turned to a drab mustard colour through the summer, making the pale stone of Britain's seventh most recognisable privately owned stately home appear a tiny bit grubby. But there was nothing to be done. It was mid-August, and the county of Yorkshire hadn't seen a drop of rain in almost six weeks, On Britain's social media platforms, concern for polar bears and world apocalypse had reached yet more feverish levels. In London, Manchester, Edinburgh, even in York, furious young people were chaining themselves to buses and demanding an end to life as we live it. And in the old stable's gift shop at the end of the drive, also in the gift shop by the ticket office, and at all three Toad Hall restaurant cafes, there had been an unprecedented run on individually wrapped frozen lollies. In fact, across the entirety of Toad Hall's retail sector, only lemon-flavored ice pops remained. It had been an extraordinary summer, a wonderful summer for almost everyone, and a useful one for the climate change campaigners. Nevertheless, this being England, everyone was complaining. 52-year-old Sir Eckbert Toad Twelfth Baronet, for example, dressed in thick corduroy jacket, polo neck and long trousers, loping across parched lawn, keying security code into private entrance, swatting at imaginary flies, was at that very moment sounding off in a negative way about his body temperature. It's only 8.30 in the morning, Trudy, and I'm already hot, he moaned. I'm literally boiling. What is going on? Can you actually believe it? He was leaving a voicemail for Alice Little, whom he nicknamed Trudy for reasons never entirely clear, also 52 years old and currently employed as Toad Hall's organisational coordinator, whatever that meant. Nobody seemed to know, least of all Alice, who'd been in the job for almost a year. But it was a nice job, very low key. It came with a beautiful cottage set behind a high hedge in the heart of Toad Hall's ancient rose garden and a small car with broken seatbelts. Alice was a lifelong Londoner, but she'd spent much of her childhood on the estate staying with her late grandmother, the late Lady Toad's lady's maid. So in a way, the hall felt a bit like home. Sir Egbert was calling her this morning because he loved her but obviously he wasn't going to tell her that. By the way, I'm at the house, he said instead. And it's like a frying pan, Trudy, an absolutely massive frying pan. Eckbert's voice echoed as he entered the Great Hall. In fact, the entire country is like one massive frying pan, I've just realized. There's no escape. I'm quite worried about the Badgers and Brendan Wood. God knows how they're coping. Are you awake? Will you come over for breakfast? Alice loved Sir Eckbert as much as Sir Eckbert loved Alice. But she couldn't have told him that, even if she'd wanted to, because she didn't yet know it herself. In any case, it was far too early for breakfast, especially after such a strange and disagreeable evening. She reached an arm from beneath her thin bedsheet and switched off the phone. Sir Eckbert, though its natural heir, didn't live at the hall and, nor, thankfully, was he responsible for its management. This was a good thing. The toad estate constituted not only one of the grandest and most beautiful houses in the country, but over 10,000 acres of agricultural land, 50 or 60 small cottages, the aforementioned gift shops and restaurant cafes, a farm shop, the grouse shoot, a luxury campsite, an exhibition centre... A nursery garden, an archery school, a shooting range, well, the list continues. It was a very large enterprise and an important local employer. Definitely not something to be handed over to a man whom, in more than 50 years, had yet to complete a single day in paid employment. Sir Eckbert, nicknamed Mad Eckbert by friends and family, would not have made a good manager. The estate had long been cocooned in family trusts and clever tax-avoiding wheezes, so no single individual ever really owned it anymore in any case. But the right to reside in the hall as king of the castle, not to mention draw an income from its considerable interests, was more fluid.